You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lexi Hayden. Hello. I've never had a TikTok star on before. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm even being called that. That's so funny. I guess it's just because of the show. It was your destiny. It was my destiny. I I think it's because I started on YouTube. When you were 13. Yes. When I was 13, I started a YouTube channel. And I think that maybe TikTok was a little easy for me to get into because I knew that like digital world Mm. probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've done a lot of analyzing of you. Oh gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I am very fatu- infatuated with this TikTok world. Uh-huh. And it has been very over my head for ever. Because it was over my head first too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it just came on so fast. I was just getting the hang of Instagram. I'm like, slow your roll, mm-hmm. young children, because like y'all are moving so fast that mm-hmm. now like I'm almost 40 and I'm trying to keep up. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I'm doing a good job. And then TikTok comes around after COVID or during COVID. That's really when it blew up because like mm-hmm. you said, you got on TikTok during COVID, especially. I was, um, I was actually in Florida for about three weeks, like right in March, 2020. I was with the family I nanny for. Cause you're a big nanny. I'm a big nanny. You're about to be my babysitter. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I, I literally, she was like down there for spring break and then the world shut down. And she was like, Lexi, why don't you come down and help homeschool the girls and live with us? Are you like good at teaching things? I was with the preschooler, so we were like coloring. <laughs> so you like? Do you like to get like on the kids' level and play and stuff? Or like, yes, yeah. Oh, great! Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that you will take me on as a new client. Yes, I I love kids so much. I actually worked at St. George's last summer, the preschool. I was a camp counselor. That was like the that's best amazing thing ever. So I was actually down there quarantining with them. And TikTok was starting to become a thing because everyone was bored at home. And so me and the girls, they're like eight and uh, 10 at the time. We were I was like, I'm going to download TikTok and let's make some videos while we're down here in Florida. Like that's literally how it started. So my, how many years ago was this? 
This was in 2020. So this oh. was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. March 2020. You're yeah, not on TikTok exactly. before, nothing like that. Nothing. Never. I don't. You were just on Instagram? Mm, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube. It's like a full time job keeping all these pages up. You have no idea. Ugh. I'll like forget about one of them. I'll like open Twitter. I have all these notifications. I'm like, oh, you do Twitter too? No, not really. I, just, I can't like, do Twitter. I just like retweet at this point. I just go on like every couple of days and just retweet everything. That I have to let and Twitter I go. On. Twitter, I've had to let that one go we by the way. We can all let it go. I'm Let's fine. Let Let's let it go. Let Go. <laughs> let's let it go yes let's just take one app off of the thing but i guess it's like everyone needs to have the option to pick the one that they relate to the most yeah. some people like donald trump love to tweet you I, know i don't tweet i just retweet things okay so you keep twitter running you keep youtube running because that's been since 13 you have instagram running you have tiktok running what else is running facebook Facebook. Oh, I don't do Facebook either. Do you do I, like your page? Is that what you could check yeah, in on? Yeah, it's just my music page. My personal Facebook page is very much like not used at this point. Right. I only use my artist page and I'll just post whatever I post to Instagram, typically just on my Instagram music page. And then do you like go in there and chat with people? I used to do a lot of Facebook lives during quarantine, but now I feel like people are more into the Instagram and TikTok lives. Okay. So question. Lots of questions. Yeah. How do you get people interested in you? Because here's the thing, like you are so talented and have so much to offer. And like, I am actually very inspired by your TikTok page because you have taught me that (laughs) I understand what you're doing. Maybe that's what is like so different with you for me personally. This is my personal experience. Uh I have been completely overwhelmed with TikTok. Allie, my intern right here can attest to that. Like it is just like something I'm like, I know I have to do it, but I don't know what I'm doing. Like it's like, and I try to like look at it and like literally my brain shuts down and I'm like, I melt and I have to get off like within two seconds because I don't know these people. Where are they? Why are they coming at me? It's overwhelming. Like, why are you showing me all these things that like I can't even follow anyone like uh. Mm -hmm. so you I was like very specific going to your page and I went way back down and I was able to learn so much about you and what I was able to learn from your page is you and this will go back to YouTube and I'll tie this all back into that Mm -hmm. but it's like because of your TikTok page you are able to create a feeling and you are able to express something about yourself through like the real type thing that you make and like the images that you're putting out there, the words and the captions and the the things that you're choosing, all these effects, what your the voiceover is like all that what you choose, you are able to create a energy of who you are, what matters to you, what you find intriguing, mm-hmm. what you find fun, how you value your family. I mean, like I went all the way down. Like I like you like talk about your dad. He was at the Pentagon yeah. during 9-11 yeah. when that was hit. I mean, that was huge. And like, he uh-huh. lived through that and he, mm-hmm. and you have such a deep like sense of like reverence for that experience mm-hmm. and your dad making it through that. And it's like, I was able to see your values, like what makes you, what makes you motivated in it life. It makes me really like happy to hear that. Um, because I think a lot of TikTok can be cheesy. That's what I've seen for the most part that I'm like, I can't, decipher this i can't sift through it it's like literally sensory overload Mm -hmm. but with your stuff and i'm sure there's other people out there like you that you are using it for a tool like you're using it for a tool to express yourself i've just never been the kind of person to like go on an app and like 
I'm, I guess I'm using TikTok in a way where like, yes, I'm trying to get views and I'm trying to get followers. Right. I'm trying to do things that are going to like pop off, but I'm also not going too far where I'm doing things that are like, it's aligned with so your soul, not out of my comfort zone. That's like just trying to get views. You know, like I'm not going out like doing dances in the middle of the street. That's or, like, what I was telling Allie. I was like on the middle of Broadway, you know, I'm still doing things. That You're not like wearing me. a swimsuit, shaking your ass, trying to get yeah. views for that. And then saying, Oh, now that I got the thirst trap, let me tell you this. It's yeah. like, not that you can't do that. And if you want to do that, go and, for it. And it's like, that's the thing is that I've tried to like, um, to try to draw that line is like, yes, I'm trying to create all this content I'm posting every day, but I'm always trying to do something that's promoting me as a person. It's not going far out of like who I am and it's, it's hard, but the more you do it and the more I post, the more I have these ideas, like yes. we were just at South by Southwest this weekend. I saw, and I you looked really cute. Me and my band, I mean, like we made so much content. Like I was like constantly, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make one of those funny TikToks, like my band and all their problems, and like have like each of my band members and like have a funny problem, or like when we were all in our, we did like the transition of our like outfits yes, for so stage. Cute. So there's so much I did, and I just like have that thought now. I'm just like, okay, how you can, can I it. show off my outfits, my show, and like create content? And it's just like once you start doing it it becomes like a habit Mm. and you always think okay i'm gonna save this and make a tiktok save it for later but key thing is it's showing off who you are and i think that is what i really relate to about you is i love that you are not just trying to get attention just to get attention for something that you've realized you can get attention for that doesn't really resonate with you yeah you know because i feel like a lot of us get lost in that game and that trap where it's like the comparison game and you figure out how to compare yourself to someone and then recreate it and then do it and you can yes you can gain attention for it but it's not genuinely what your soul Mm -hmm. wants to be doing you from a young age have been so in line with what you want to do and i feel like you have truly been able to use these platforms to showcase that so that's what i'm saying it's only a matter of time that you are going to connect because you have been in line with who you want to be this whole time i think that's why i ended up on the mtv show and um the other seven contestants were the same way is that none of us were like none of us on the show are mega viral none of us Mm. have like millions of followers we're all have like the same range of following and we're all so talented and i think that they really chose people that were talented and using the platform Mm. for like their like goodness of their art rather than like choosing a bunch of tiktokers or artists that had like millions of followers dancing in a bikini yeah so all the other contestants like we all i i i got so close to everyone because y'all have that same soul alignment connection with Mm -hmm. the music and they were like okay we're gonna pick lexi hayden when i know there was probably other country artists that had millions of followers on tiktok but it's how what you're presenting Mm mm-hmm and yeah. how it, what it ma- what it means to you. So I'm really grateful that they brought me, and I know they really wanted me there, and they told me a lot. So I'm very grateful to the show for bringing me on. Yeah, let's just have a moment <laughs> to be thankful that there's an elevated show out there. Yeah, you know, because like this is so exciting that this four sh- days it airs in four days. Okay, and I want to talk all about this, but like you said, the cast members. How many cast members? Eight of us. But all of you have this same alignment with your purpose of singing. It's because it is within you. It is like a bigger calling. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about callings. That's like my whole thing is like find it and pursue it and Mm -hmm. like chip away at it. But it's like how cool that all of y'all 
have that same thing. So it's like y'all all, I'm not trying to be super cheesy, but y'all all are going to be winners because you all are following what your soul wants to do. And it led you here naturally. So whatever you're supposed to take out of this show, whatever is supposed to be gifted to you from this experience, as well as everyone else, whether it's you win it or not, like depending on, well, I don't even know if you can win this show, but like it's, you can, you can. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, you all will gather some piece of knowledge that will, be added to your soul's journey that you need it Mm -hmm. and also just being one of the eight out of how many did it make you feel validated oh yeah because i know that and i know for a fact that they went through and this is not you know for like to throw any shade at any other nashville artist because i think everyone in this town is incredible but they they weeded through hundreds of Nashville artists mm-hmm. like and even all the way to the finals like and I was the only country artist on the show I'm the only one from Nashville on the show really I'm the only one representing country music everyone else is like hip hop rap you know R&B pop and I'm the I was the only country artist on the show so for me that was like wow you guys weeded through all of these Nashville artists and like I was the one that made it into the show like that for me is is enough, you know. And you don't have like a publishing deal. Do you have a publishing deal? No, I don't have any. No deals. Deal. No. And so, okay, that's another <laughs> thing. There's all these people with all these deals that can't yeah. get the kind of exposure that you have. So, how do you think? Oh, this is a good question. Okay, let me get it right. Okay, how do you think <laughs> that you have been able to stand out and create a brand and platform for yourself? when you have had nobody on the industry level helping you until now with the show, but like you got to the show because you put out your own content, you made your own, you had your own energy pushing this forward. You created your own opportunities. You made all this happen for yourself. But like, how did you get to the point where you got a platform from nothing because most people, I guess it's a whole new world out there, but a lot of people just would come to Nashville and wait to get a record deal and all that stuff and then let the powers that be take Mm -hmm. it and run with it and tell you how to be it. But you're like, no, I'm creating this. I'm making this myself. I'm creating the energy here. But like, how do you actually get it to go where it takes off and you're not just singing to the three people that follow you, but now you actually have- It's the people you surround yourself with. How does it go viral? How does it like get going? It's it's, okay. So I have to give a huge shout out to the people who are creating my content. Okay. So who creates your content? Um, Emma Golden and Acacia Evans. Now, who are those people? So Emma Golden's videographer, photographer. So you have someone follow you around? Um, Not in that sense. Yes. Like she went to South by Southwest and like will come on the road with me. But also she's the one who does the album artwork. The, The single artworks takes the photos makes the graphics, does all the visualizers, the acoustic videos. And then Acacia also, we do shoots like once a month. Acacia and I, Acacia is an amazing photographer, Acacia Evans. So she'll take photos of me. We'll do like once a month, we'll do like just a content shoot. And they've helped brand me. Like Emma's the one who was like, let's get band shirts. And um, like all the band's going to be a matching shirts. Let's do this video I want. Let's do this outfit. Or, you know, it's, and then Amy Millslegel, who has been managing me for nothing, you know, basically just because she's believed in me for like four years it's the people that believe in you and are going to call you every day and say we should do this or this will help you or what if you made a video about this or what if we did an acoustic video and these people are doing it for no money they're doing it because they believe in me and they've believed in me for years so i have to give a shout out to those three people so video so they create your video content and photo content and photo content and and help you come up with ideas for it too i would help you brand manage they help create the brand like the um like, like the, the visuals artwork, the visuals do they help you with your fashion um that would be 
a lot of me, some of Raina. Raina, Raina. Beer. she's so great. Yes. Such a great stylist in Nashville. Um, but I have definitely found my style in the past like two years. I feel like my style has finally like landed found its place, and it's like a retro, yes, let's vintage bell bottom uh. country thing. And like in my shows in South by Southwest, I was wearing like glitter, like fringe jacket, like always the bell bottoms, vintage like Wrangler little denim vests that Raina gave me. Mm. So we love like the retro um, vintage like Western look. And how did you get there? Because I am turning 39 this year and mm-hmm. I have been on, I have had lived so many lifetimes in the entertainment industry. I have never had this sense of knowing about myself like you have until now. Like mm-hmm. you've had it so much younger than me. That's why I'm so intrigued by you. Well, when I look back at photos from when I first moved to Nashville, like my, I had no style. Like I was like wearing like whatever. And then I think it's, no like, one, it's hard to have style in the beginning because mm-hmm. you don't even know what's out there to like. Yet. And then you start creating your music and you're like, okay, my music is giving me this feel. My music is giving me like retro like kind of like country stuff but like I'm loving the vintage stuff like I love um, I love free people I would say my favorite brand is mm-hmm. free people and then a lot of vintage stuff you know Raina finds a lot of stuff at thrift stores <sighs> Goodwill anything that like and then also we'll just like create outfits like get them altered to look the way we want so you and Raina yeah Raina I have to give a shout out to Raina Raina's helped a lot she's a, she's a she's a soulful genius with fashion she is have you been to her studio in the back of her house? Yes. Like with all the clothes? Yes. Wait, yeah. does she still live in the same place? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yes. Okay, so I feel like I just now am coming into like knowing myself at like almost 40. And like, and I came into tons of vintage because my grandmother and my mom and my aunt and my aunts, they saved all their clothes and they were like beauty queens and had all this like amazing vintage stuff and stylish stuff. And like, I have a stylist friend, Kirby, uh, Kirby Ryan, who lives up the street from me, but she's a stylist and she has helped me like Raina and mm-hmm. these people pull it into life and actually make me realize that I am resonating with it and it makes me feel a certain way. And for the first time in my life, I haven't been trying to chase impressing people with just like wearing something. Mm-hmm. It's like I am putting something on that is making me feel the way that I feel like I am called to feel in this life and body mm-hmm. and expressing that to the world. And so style is a huge thing and coming into your style Mm -hmm. and actually knowing what you love to wear and having that relate to the style of your music and knowing that you are singing the style of music that you love Mm -hmm. that's a huge key like a huge moment of unlocking something in yourself it's a huge it's not just close it it, it isn't and it's a huge um factor in being an artist like especially in this day and age and knowing why you're doing it and and having someone hear your music and look at you and see them together and go those to match. match like I see that and I remember her outfit and I'm remembering that whole vibe you're bringing like the whole package and you see it in like Casey Musgraves mm. you see it and you in, can see it evolve as mm-hmm, people and they Mary get more Morris. locked into who they are musically it mm-hmm. also locks in who they are stylishly mm-hmm. the whole and then expression you, yeah you start seeing that whole package and I definitely channel a lot of Casey Musgraves in in my style and in my music and I definitely look up to her a lot. I would say she's one of my like top influences. What do you look up to about her? I love that she is the whole package. Like I'm saying like you look at her style and you look at how she dresses on tour and you look at her music and her artwork and everything has this whole beautiful thing that comes together and she's so symbiosis yeah she's so um specific and she's so like 
purposeful about like everything she does and it's hers it's yeah, not someone it's else her vibe i'm sure she has like you have a team of people who she trusts that she is creatively collaborating with mm-hmm. that like match her soul vibe yeah that she leans on in other areas like exactly how you explained yeah but she is not doing something that doesn't align with her yeah and you can tell yeah yeah. yeah, I love Casey. I will say, I, I wanted to tell you this story about Ooh, I hear your husband. Oh, good. Um, so I was an intern at the Bobby Bone Show when I was 20 years old. That's who my network is on. I'm talking to him right after this interview. Okay, you'll have to tell him that you interviewed Lexi Hayes. And I heard that you were on the um, Women of Country. Amy featured you on the yeah, Women yeah, of yeah. Country show on the Bobby Bone Show. Um, so I was an intern at the Bobby Bone Show when I was 20 years old, like in between junior and senior year of college. Like I was going to college in Virginia and I moved here to intern at the Bobby Bone Show. It was my first time living in Nashville for like three months. Unpaid intern at Bobby Bone Show, just living life. You're like, I have life. arrived. I am like loving life. Bobby is helping me out. Oh, he like, he helped you out. Oh, he he found out I could sing. Threw me on air like my third Stop. day on um on the show. I hadn't Wait, how ma- met him yet. No way. How many years ago was this? This was eight years ago. You know what? He does stuff like that, and I and you never know where it's coming from because once again, Bobby is led by his own intuition, mm-hmm. and he'll if he feels something towards someone that like he connects with. He'll feature it. Yeah. No, but he, it, but he won't feature it if he doesn't feel it. Unless he like has to because it's part of the radio show. But like he will pull people out of the woodwork that he resonates with. Mm-hmm. And I love was, that. It was right when they had just gotten to Nashville from Austin. Okay. So okay. It was the very beginning of Bobby Bone's show in Nashville. So he pulls me on air. I sing on air. And he's Were like, you wow, nervous? Lexi. Oh, yeah. There's a video on YouTube. You can look up intern Lexi on the Bobby Bone show. Hey, let's do this little bit clip on the, <laughs> yeah. on our, on our uh, show. And let's feature You're going to see intern Lexi. And I look like I'm going to just... Pee your pants? pants? Did you yes. did you poop them? Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I, and, and it was seven a.m. Like I hadn't even met Bobby yet, and they're like, "Lexi, come on in here, Lexi." Don't be nervous. You're walking into the show. You're going live, and you are going to be performing for Bobby, meeting him for the first time, national, and going on live air. national radio. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm I'm on there, and he goes, "We heard you know this song." is the most random song famous by Kelly Bannon. Wait, so he picked the song for you to sing too? Yeah, because they had That's heard like, me singing it around the stu- the, in- the other interns were basically the ones who told him that so I So you sing. sang at the office. Yeah, literally live on national my parents are my dad's driving to work. He's like pulling the car over. Like he hears me singing on the radio. But hold on, that's actually this is like the most nerve-wracking situation you could be in. You are an intern, so first off you're nervous there because mm-hmm. you don't know anything yet and you're yeah. thrown into third day. Third day you're thrown third into the work. Bobby Bone show, the biggest national country music radio show ever. You want to be a country singer, mm-hmm. yet you are now meeting him. You're walking into an online air studio with all these ears listening, and then he picks the song for you to sing. No, I mean, Lexi, watch, this is watch. like I'm dead. He like, he like just turns up the the volume, and he's like, "Okay, Lexi, let's hear it." So he's testing you hardcore. Oh, he says, "I am me. throwing you trial by fire, and we will see if you make it or not." How bad do you want this, Lexi? Literally, here's your was, chance. It was Kelly Bannon's song. I'm it was dead. Famous. I'm dead. Wait till you see this video. You'll see me, and I'm like, I sound really nervous, and then I get into it, and Amy and him are like, "Man." when she gets going like yeah and then he had me play with the raging idiots that summer they brought me to like their walmart signing and i performed there so bobby just became like okay i want to help lexi well, that's an amazing person to want to help lexi oh 100 so this is where your husband comes in oh god i can't so wait. it's a year later i'm getting ready to move to nashville like full-time i graduated college it's like exactly a year later and bobby's doing the they're doing the women of country week on the show okay and they're like we're gonna bring in one artists from YouTube like y'all submit your covers whatever on YouTube we're gonna bring in two artists from YouTube and I'm like I'm gonna do this even though they probably won't pick me because I was an intern it looks like favoritism you know and the song I did was smoke 
Oh. And horses, yes. And did you win? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I did smoke by a thousand horses and I put it on my uh, YouTube channel and I tagged the Bobby Brown show. I was like, this is for the Bobby Brown show, whatever. And I get a text like literally hours later, like, hey, this is Bobby. Can you make it to Nashville tomorrow? Like this was Where so do you amazing. Live? In Virginia. I was living with my parents in Virginia. So I drove the next day, 10 hours to Nashville and performed smoke on the Bobby Brown show. <laughs> How was it? It went great. You can find the video we'll on show YouTube. All this. And we'll do low it, And it's just like I, and it's funny because I was dog sitting for um, Graham. Deloach? Yes. Do you work with Pupstars? Yes. Tranny Anderson yes. is from my hometown. I got Pupstars started. Yes. I work. I do all, I dog sit all the time. Work Everyone who needs years. a dog sitter in Nashville called Pupstars. Oh, because Tranny was from my hometown and now yeah. she has like the new Lainey Edwards single. Oh, you mean Lainey Wilson? Shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so out of it. Lainey Wilson, I'm so sorry. Who's Lainey Edwards? I don't know. know You just made her up. No, she's real. I am so out of the loop. I'm telling you, I've had a baby, COVID hit, and I've lost track with what's happening. My friend Carly Schmidt bought the company in 2020. Is she also... Has babysat mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. My best friend. She's yeah. your best friend? Yeah. No, there, another person is her best friend too. Oh, she has a lot of best friends. No, though. there's another one who's her best friend because she came and babysat for me too. She said Nuh-uh. Carly's my best friend. Mackenzie? Yes. Oh, yeah, I know Mackenzie. So too. is Mackenzie her best friend? So you're not her only best friend. Oh, no. She has multiple, but Carly, if you're listening, <laughs> we're, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> All right, Carly. Uh, the only reason I know that is because she said, this is my best friend. But Graham uses um, Pup Stars. Pup Stars, and I was dog We all before, use Pup Stars. But I didn't know who. Who he was because I was talking to his wife. I didn't know, and I walked in. Andrea, I see, all, I see all the thousand horses stuff on the wall, and I go, "Am I dog sitting for someone who had a thousand horses?" I'm fangirling. Because was that right at the same time you were like putting smoke out on the no, Bobby Bone show? No, this was like a year ago. But oh, I oh, just, oh. I a thousand horses has such um, a special place in my heart because of that moment I had with the Bobby Bone show. Well, Michael's coming here, and we're going to talk to him about this. Yeah, he, he needs back. he needs to know because that song I performed the Bobby Bone show and my version of it, people still requested at shows that version of smoke that I do. I'm going to have, will you play, do you play on the spot? Is that so annoying? Well, Bobby already made you do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, can we record it when Michael gets here? And have yeah. Or is, that, is that nerve wracking? No. Do you hate do that? It. No. Because some people hate that shit. No, it's fine. You don't mind it. No, I don't care. Okay. Because I'm like really trying to learn people's boundaries. I almost brought people. my guitar. Well, don't worry. Michael has like a thousand. Okay, great. He probably, has nicer, he probably has nicer guitars <laughs> yeah. than me anyway. <laughs> um, okay, great. So you will like love to do that. It's not going to yeah. make you feel weird. Let's do it. My, my parents okay. will love it. It's my dad's favorite song that I sing. We're going to actually, let's record this and we'll make this a whole separate video because Allie makes one see Allie is my team like you have this amazing team this is my team Allie I love until it. Allie came into my life my content was just like what the actual F is happening here it's just random I had no no brand no fluidness like I wasn't expressing my soul the way I wanted to I was trying to keep up with like what I thought I needed to be mm-hmm. and then here comes Allie with this really big soul Aww. and she's also an incredible singer Aww. I like to call her out all the time but also learning boundaries because she She's going to sing when she wants to, and she, and I'm not going to ever force her to do it. But like, she's an amazing singer, so good. We love to hear. And it. she is so soulful. But like, she has brought my content to this whole new level. So now I can say things like, I have, I know what you're saying. Like, where you can have these visions of like what to do because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Allie, we can mm-hmm. do this and this and this. I'm and actually this. helping Raina start her TikTok account. Oh, 
Yeah. She would be great yeah. at that. We're, we already have all her ideas written down and we're going to start her stylist Nashville In like shopping, account. some like going to get the clothes, I'm styling. i film it. I got all her ideas. Can I be one of the people that y'all go like, it's dress? Yeah, let's do it. Because I love vintage I stuff. Wanna, or she can, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. we're going to we're gonna do it. Raina and I are starting when she gets back from California in April. We're going to start her TikTok account. Include me. Yeah, we will. And one episode. I'm going to tell her. I'm going to tell her. We're going to do all these like, style me, do this, yes, yes, and yes, tour yes, my yes. studio. So Raina, I'm doing that for Raina so now I can like pass it on you know the TikTok love I would love to <laughs> yes pass it on to me too I would yeah. love to learn how to vintage shop mm. because I love vintage now and I would love to go because you did that on one of yours you went vintage shopping yeah yeah, there's a great place in East Nashville. Can we do that and then style it? Can we maybe do two parts? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. put myself on Raina's, a, Raina's account. We're starting it. Okay. It's going to come in hot. Great, 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 <laughs> great, great. Um, okay, so where are we? A lot what, to unpack here. What were we doing? What were we talking about? I don't know. We, we went on a whole tangent. Because I, I keep stars. seeing a thousand horses, yeah. Pup um, stars. Pup stars has been a great blessing in my life, too, because I've met so many amazing artists. industry people and artists. And oh, I dog sit for Amy Brown. I've been walking <gasps> Amy Brown's dog for like a <sighs> year now. I just stayed with her dog last weekend and cat. Yeah. I just went to her birthday party and we uh, had a full moon birthday party for her. Just a few of us. I'm in a walking group with her. We were called the East Side Walking Group. Oh There's like five of us and we all lived on the East Side and we walked together all the time. And now we none of us live on the East Side, but we every now and then get back together and walk. And she was doing like a cleansing full moon ceremony. So we wrote all these things down Mm -hmm. and that we were releasing and making room for Mm -hmm. the new releasing, healing this and evolving out of this so we can make room for this. And then we put it in the pool and let it all float away into the full moon. Were you at her pool? Yeah. No, no. We just put the things in the pool. Oh, yeah, yeah. The paper in the pool. Because her backyard is insane. I know. Oh, I love her house. Every time I've stayed there, though, it's been cold, so I haven't been able to use the pool yet. So, mm. Amy, make sure you go travel in the summer so <laughs> I can come over and use the pool. I <laughs> love that. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. 
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay. For, I got to back up a few a few steps. We've we've gone through a lot of I know, we've gone fast. Here. It's gone fast because you make me excited. This but. this year has been like the craziest year ever. Like I'm telling you all these stories that have like led up to this moment like with the Bobby Bone show. I want to go through your timeline. Amy. We need to start at the timeline. Okay, yes, cuz all these moments I'm jumbled. I need to start at the beginning. 13 YouTube. That's when you started YouTubing. Yes. And How long did you do that? All through high school. And that was like your outlet. Nothing but no viralness happened there. Um, I have about 3 million like YouTube views like total okay so like my YouTube account like I, I would consider myself like a YouTuber in high school like I would come home from school every day and like like how many subscribers do you have like 13,000 or something okay. and, and people just slowly find you because like you hashtag and like they find something like I would you. just post like covers I'm telling you like Miley Cyrus okay and and that's, this is the most ironic part Jonas Brothers lots of Jonas Brothers covers which Jonas Brother do you like the most well, I guess Joe. Joe. But who do you really like? No, I think Joe or Nick would probably be my so favorite. So you like Nick the best than Joe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is okay. my favorite now. Okay. Wait, which one's married to Priyanka? Nick. So we like him the best. Oh, yeah. He's got the swag. And then Joe's the one. I will say Joe is my favorite now after knowing him and seeing his swag and seeing like everything about like i love joe like he's a, he is cool to be around he's so talented oh, he's married to hung to uh, hunger games yes and he's an actor too like he's like in um the new righteous gemstone season <gasps> is it out it's I it just came show. out me it's too it's so disturbing in the best way i know i just finished season one but he's in season two i'm like joe what do you not people, do i'm telling you these people who get a hold of their craft they know how to evolve i love I, it joe is like superstar mm. so but that was the most that's the funniest thing is that when i i didn't find out that joe was a judge on this who show. else was a judge and no, don't forget to get back to this timeline mm-hmm, yeah okay we'll, we'll come back to this i'm just putting that out there because so, i will forget <laughs> lots of youtube covers come home every day from school make youtube videos just covers i played piano i played guitar i then i started writing songs and why did you do this what inside of you wanted to put these on youtube i i think i posted my first youtube video when i was 13 and it was a live performance i was taking guitar lessons and performing at like a local guitar shop literally like we would perform at the local guitar shop where i took lessons in virginia in virginia and then i played i played one song at a venue like the band brought
brought me up to play a song. I played a Taylor Swift song when I was like 14. You love Taylor Swift. Yes. And then I posted the video, started my YouTube channel with this video. It's the first video I have. What was your intention behind starting this YouTube video? I was like, YouTube page. Let's see if like people think I'm good. Like I want to be a singer. I I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a country singer. Like, let's see if people like this video, you know, People are on YouTube. People are making covers. I was probably watching a lot of YouTube covers at the time and being like, I want to do that. So I posted this live video. My mom wouldn't let me use my real name on YouTube. She would? No, she wouldn't. Would not. See, I like that about your mom. Keeping you safe. Keeping she your innocence keeping me intact. real safe. So so Hayden's my middle name. What's your first name? Do we tell you? Or Lexi. Yeah, Alexis is my full so name. So your name is Lexi Hayden. Mm-hmm. Lexi Hayden. So she goes, you Does can't. Does anyone know your last name? Let's yes. not tell. Yeah, it's fine. It's Keen. It's, Keen. it's it is what it is. Alexis Hayden Keen. So Alexis. then she goes, You can't use Alexis Keen on the air because everyone called me Alexis at the time. Everyone called me Alexis. No one called me Lexi. So then we came up with Lexi Hayden as my username. You and, and your mom? Uh-huh. And then So it, your mom's been behind you this whole time. Oh yeah. She's like Lexi's got she this. She created go. Lexi Hayden just as a username, not knowing it was gonna be my whole artist name. It was gonna be my whole life. Is like, your mom creative? Um she, she she plays piano, but she, but she appreciates creativity. Oh yeah, like she wanted you to pursue oh, yeah. this. Like she's like you have no one resistance fan. from your family. No, like they were like go fly little butterfly. No, my mom's like wants to be at every show. She's like about to fly. She's stage here, mom, like, but cool. Yeah, she's definitely stage mom, but cool. Like but all the time, she's like, I should just be your manager. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Do you have other siblings? I have a brother. Does he feel left out that you're the chosen one? No, he's the chosen one. Oh, he is. He's really smart. He is he went older? To, he went to Duke. He's younger. So he has his own thing. He's he has not, his, he has his own thing. He's not competing with your talent. No, because he's, he's not interested in that. He plays guitar. He plays drums. He used to play in my band. So he's actually. like, listen, I'm a savant at music, but I don't even care because I'm also brilliant. And I'm going to do. Yeah, he like, he doesn't want to do it as a job. He he's he, smart. He's really smart. He works <laughs> no, for the no, government. No, he's smart that he doesn't want to do this. No, job. he's smart because he says he he has like 13 guitars. Like he's incredible. And he goes, it, I go, what would you do if you were like a full time musician? I'm like, why don't you just move to Nashville and like and like play in my band? He's like, then I wouldn't be able to afford all these guitars. Because, so like, what does he want to do with his brain? Um, I mean, he works for the government, and he, oh, it was like CIA that we can't talk about. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's probably secret stuff. Oh, I mean, I probably shysters. shouldn't be talking about it right now. Okay, but let's not talk about it because I actually don't he's want him really to die. smart, and he used to play in my band. So if you go back through my YouTube videos, you'll see my brother he used to play drums for me, or he'd play cajon, or he'd play guitar with me. So we we grew up playing music together, and so y'all are close. Yeah, we're like close. besties. Yeah, age age difference four years. Okay. But he would never do it as a career. It was always like me. I want to be a superstar. I want to be in front of the camera. Like I want to. Did be he encourage you to get into it because his love of music? Did you want to be like him no. a little bit? It's just in your genes. No, it's just in our genes. He 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 could care less. Is he your would, dad creative? No, he works for the government too. Dang it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where I came from. Pentagon. Where did I come from? (laughs) But everybody appreciates your creativity. Oh yeah, everyone is like number one fan. Can you? Can you? Do you understand your family because you're so creative, or is it like talking to aliens? It's sometimes like talking to aliens. Okay, so then how do y'all? How do y'all connect? (laughs) When they talk about the stock market, the whole dinner, you're like like, white noise. I'm like, what? Talking about politics, and I mean, they talk about all that stuff. Like, and they all probably love it. It's it's my dad and my brother. They'll go back and forth. Oh, and I bet they're like, just peas in a pod. Did you see Marin Morris's outfit last night? <laughs> and she's like, no, but let's look it up. Yeah, no, literally, my, that's why my mom and I are like the same person. So she's like your biggest cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. No okay. resistance from mom. She's the biggest cheerleader. You'll Did hear. Dad want you to go into this. No. The, so no resistance from anybody. No. So you have to really like. You don't have a lot of like things you're having to overcome from your childhood. No. That's awesome. Yeah, it's rare, right? It's that's very why I, that's rare. why I can't go on American Idol. I don't have a sob story. So how do you okay, so let's go past this because 
I feel like a lot of times you have to have that sob story to make it so people can lock into you and like feel your pain and mm-hmm. like because you've healed and overcome. You don't have a sob story. So what is your message? Great question. Which is well, wonderful because we're all trying to get to the place that you are, that you've gotten past the sob story to the healing, but you got to start off at a healed place, which is wonderful. So maybe you just get to like expand faster. I think it's also like a big thing that I talked about on the TV show is like, first of all, I've been singing since I was 14 years old. I've been creating YouTube videos. I went to college. I performed. I toured. I I came here. I've been working for almost seven years as an artist and writing songs and trying to make it. So, I mean, it's been 14 years okay, wait. of so trying to make quickly it. Quickly make that timeline because I want to wrap up the timeline thing. YouTube, okay. 13. Writing songs, 15. Mm-hmm. Bobby Bones intern, what age? 20. 20 when you were in school. When I was in college. And you went to college here? I went to college at James Madison University in Virginia. So then you were here for the summer interning. Mm-hmm. Then they heard you singing in the halls. You got to have this opportunity singing smoke. Whoop, mm-hmm. whoop. It was amazing. Life changing. Mm-hmm. And then you. Then I moved to permanently permanently after that internship how did mm-hmm. you get the bobby bones internship again i just like emailed the producer and, and I you just like, emailed him and they i'm looking you? for an internship i mean there was like a lot of us interns there was like 12 of us that summer and like we all still like talk and how did you find the email of the producer i just like on their website so you just did a little hunting and yeah you had balls. and i was like i'm looking for an internship are you guys looking for interns i flew down over spring break and interviewed with the producer at the time her name was elena and uh i got the internship and then i came back for like three months and lived in a one-bedroom with this other girl and we shared the bedroom and what a great way to get into Nashville did you like the whole experience yeah well I was like everyone was like is Lexi gonna come back to college like I don't think she's coming back like because like every day yeah every day I was like posting a picture with Blake Shelton Jason Aldean Scotty McCreary like everyone I was like performing with Bobby Bones like and Craig Campbell and all this stuff and they were like I don't think Lexi's coming back like the fact that you started there but I'm trying to like understand this because I'm very into energy I just had an acupuncture appointment mm-hmm. before you and like I'm like really like into like like attracts like and all this stuff. So Mm. you didn't have resistance growing up. You were able to lock into your talent that you loved a lot growing up. You're able to pursue it with full confidence. You don't have a big sob story, but you have a message of like self-love and like pursuing yourself. So maybe all these things started happening young for you because you didn't have to go through and sift out all this shit that so many of us have to I go I just through. knew, I knew that I wanted to be a singer. I knew that I wanted to be an artist. I knew that I wanted to write songs from a really, really young age. All that I wanted to do was country music. But like you also though, I feel like you aren't discouraged easily because you have this confidence that was instilled from you from a very young age, it feels. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. And I think that also a big thing Um, of my journey is like you have to work so hard to get where you are like no one else is going to put in that work for you I put in that work for 14 years like I'm still independent putting in that work like I went through so much in seven years in Nashville like trying to get my name out there trying to get people to pay attention to me as a female in country music what did you do I mean just writing songs with everyone that would write songs with me trying and that's intimidating because you're like exposing yourself playing every writer's round like just trying to get in the room with anyone trying to release music record music doing a Kickstarter for my first EP, like funding everything myself, working five jobs to like fund music stuff until people would take me seriously as an artist. And I think it's just been like... um just putting in the work. And I've I've done that for a long time. How did you know the work that you needed to put in? How did I know? Yeah, because there's a lot of things you could do or potentially waste time doing, but it's also work. How did you know the right 
work to do. I, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I really think it's all like you're just coming to Nashville blind. You are so blind. You're blind. And you just you learn from other people. Actually, someone that I learned a lot from in my early years in Nashville, um, hanging out with her and going on the road with her, uh, Maggie Rose. I love Maggie so much. Mm-hmm. She's and I, so cool. She's from kind of like where I grew up. You have that got, same vibe. We got connected very early on in Nashville and it was when I was like really, I didn't even have really much music out or anything and I was still like kind of a baby here and she really took me in and I was around her a lot and went on the road with her a couple times just to like hang and I Mm. really got to like watch her Mm. and learn from her. What did you learn? Just what it was like to be an artist, to be a touring artist. With a big band too. She has a big big band. A big band, how she would write songs, how she would record, how she would travel and how she would present herself on stage and talk and do interviews. Very intentional. She she's so talented and she works so hard and I learned a lot just from her like taking me under her wing and she totally transformed because I was an artist back in the day called Mm -hmm. Stealing Angels and she was Margaret Rose. Margaret came. Durante. Oh, Margaret Durante, and she. Came. I was a fan of her like too, and that's why I was like when and I she had long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. She was wearing totally different clothes. She was kind of pursuing this more sexy pinup vibe. The mm-hmm. sexy. She was and, much more country girl. Yes, and then she cut her hair uh-huh. and she changed her vibe and yeah. she got into this. I don't even know how to describe what she is now, but I'm like, oh, like, raw. You went for it. You found yourself and you uh-huh. went all the way. Yeah, and she went for it, and that was like so exciting to see someone take that commitment to themselves. And that's where like the style comes into play because. Yeah. Her revolution and her transformation, so much of it was in her style and her name. She changed yeah. her name, she changed her style, and she's like, I have found what I want to be now, yeah. and I'm changing it. Yeah. And she like did Margaret Duranty, crossed it out, and then she put Maggie Rose. And yeah. And she, I awesome. think it's important for you when you come to Nashville is like, um, like having someone take you in, like mm, someone that believes a in you, a mentor, like having a mentor when you get to Nashville is so important. And like it Maggie, saved my life. Maggie was that for me for a while. And then I um, met Phil Vassar. Um, I saw that. Yes. He's and, your mentor. Okay. I didn't know he's your he, mentor. And then he took he, you in. He took me in. Well, Bobby um, Bone Show kind of took you in too. Yeah. So I had just a few people that really like helped me and believed in me and, you know, didn't, do anything for me like it, like yes like did they gave you time to and they gave you time to observe them but yeah gave me time to observe them and like didn't hand me anything but more just like let me watch them and make my own way like watching them and like I opened for Phil a few times you know I played some shows where I sang with Maggie or like you know Phil had me perform on his TV show like little things like that but there was no like I'm gonna walk you into this label or I'm gonna walk you into this publishing company or I want to introduce you to this it's like I'm gonna give you small things because I believe in you and I but I want you to do this on your own, but learn from me. And that was like so important to get where I am today is to like have those people showing me the ropes. And Phil has actually done that for a lot of artists. And he did that for Matt Ramsey from Old Dominion Mm. and took Matt in from a very young age and helped him kind of find his way. And Phil's just an incredible person. Incredible. What do you love about him? He is so genuine. He is so sweet. nicest guy ever he would literally do anything for me like i could call him and be like i called him before the tv show i was like i need like a really cool car for this video we're making for the tv show he has like a 65 red mustang he was like come on over clean the car for me pulled it into the yard like let us use the car he said you can take it anywhere he's letting us watch the premiere at his house because he has a little movie theater in his house like he is just that he will call me and check on me when 
he connects, he keeps up. He when he connects, he loves so hard. Like he is such oh, a good a person. Soul, but he's in tune with this. I'm all about this soul because mm-hmm. it's soul connections. He's yes. connected with your soul. Y'all yeah. have a soul connection. And we're both from Virginia. We both went to James Madison University. So I think we both speak feel, the same language. Yeah, we speak the same. I, he, br- he brought me on the road. He brought me on my first like road gig on a tour bus. My mm. first time on a tour How bus was, was with Phil and his band in 2018. Are you just like pinching yourself? Like, okay, I started off on the Bobby Bone show and then I got one on these competitions and now I'm like, <laughs> it, I, Phil Vassar's taking me on his way. I'm going on a tour bus with him and Maggie Rose is my mentor. It, it's a lot. It was scattered out. So there's a lot of highs and lows. It's like you'll hit like a high. That's it. That's the music business. And then you'll hit a low. And And then the lows are so depressing. Oh my gosh, nothing's happening for me. And then I'm like, oh, MTV wants me to come on the show. Like, oh, you know, nothing's happening for me. Like, oh, Phil wants me to come on the road this weekend. Or like, you know, it's just like you'll feel so low and so high. So it's really like, yes, I pinch myself a lot. And then at the same time, there's so much that humbles you in between. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. 
Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have the lows and the highs gotten easier for you? Because I feel very much the same, but I didn't have the full confidence that you had at a young age. I had to, like, I've really had to find it. Like, I I had a great family and all these great opportunities, but, like, I didn't have the self-knowingness that you have, that you've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. I do now. It's like, I know it, and I'm still working on, like, locking that in. But I was chasing something in the music industry that led me on a path because it wasn't fully music for me even though I started there mm-hmm. I th- and I think that that's why like I have evolved so much music got me here but like so I'd have huge highs like getting together with a trio and start having a record deal and like getting all these opportunities then it all falling apart and like totally disassembling and then going to this crash and then like Amazing Race came into my life and I raced around the world and like mine like but now I see these highs they all gave in the entertainment industry they all gave me bits of like what I was craving to see and learn and do mm-hmm. and then I eventually weaved my way into podcasting through all these opportunities that then I landed here and I'm like sh- sharing people's stories is my true soul mm-hmm. but like the highs and the lows in between getting to here have been so huge but as I've gone through more highs and lows and like define more and more who I am and what I want to be and what lights me up like the highs and the lows get it get they get closer together. They're not as like it's not as like tsunami tidal waves yeah. as they used to be in the beginning. Because yeah. in the beginning, like the first low I had knocked me out. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't recover. It took me forever to recover. And then you another opportunity comes, another experience that soul giving comes, and you're like, oh, okay, I can live again. And then you start realizing that this is actually how it goes. It's just a big wave. Have you yeah. embraced the wave? I think so. I I I don't know because I haven't hit like big big lows like you're talking about like you know my biggest fear is like I feel like the biggest low that people hit in the industry is like getting this big deal that they've always dreamed of and then losing it or something like that and nothing that extreme has happened because I haven't had a deal which is maybe the best way yeah. to do it you just stay in charge of I've yourself. just carved my own path and done it on my own and I think that's why I haven't had like a huge low like that but you know you wait and you wait um for things to happen and it I, I do think that it gets easier once you learn that that's it's just how it is and you just got to take in the lows and know that you know something good is going to happen and something good is coming and you know it's not always going to be high but the lows are beautiful yeah and you really do chip away at yourself in the lows what mm-hmm. have you learned about yourself in these lower seasons well that I'm going to get through it definitely that it probably does suck for a little bit. And, you know, it's hard because you compare yourself to other people all the time in this town. And you see people that you feel like are like right on your level or maybe um, just like the, kind of the same as you and maybe they're they're progressing faster than you. And it's hard to like not sit around and be like, well, why isn't that me? Like, why am I not getting that opportunity? Um, so I think it's really important to like stop having that mindset and knowing that like everyone's journey is different in this town and everyone's path is going to look different, whether or not that's like you're using TikTok, you're using Instagram, maybe you get discovered live shows, maybe you get discovered through publishing. Um, So I think that's a big thing that I've learned is like my journey can't be compared to anyone else's. I have my own path. It's going to go its own way. And 
to just stop comparing because that's where all the lows came in is the comparisons. And someone who's on a high that you think they're on a high, they might actually be having a low somewhere else in their life. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yes, maybe their career is taking off. They're having a single. But like, what if their like home life is completely in shambles? Yeah. Or what if they have all this childhood trauma that they haven't dealt with yet? Mm-hmm. Or what if they like all of a sudden they have this high, but then now a viral video comes out and a year that like cancels them. You know, it's like, yeah. there's, it's like, yes, you can have this high that you see someone else having, mm-hmm. but it's like, there could be a bigger low coming for them that yeah. they got this high first that you think you want, but really everyone's perception of their life is so different that the way they're experiencing what we see them as what we're longing for, they could be having a miserable experience with what we're actually longing for. Yeah. Like they could and be having social media. I mean, they could be having all this success that we think we need, but really they could be in, being, being tortured by it because yeah. something else is going on in their life. Yeah. So it is such a personal journey. Mm-hmm. What guides you? I think the people that surround me, like keep me so. Do you have a gut? The, the people that you've surrounded yourself with, how did you get to them? Is it your gut instinct guiding you to them? Like what, gu- yes. do you feel sick when you're on the wrong path? Like what lights up inside of you when you know? Oh, well, yeah, anxiety for sure. When you're doing something yeah. that yourself, your deeper, truer self does not want to do, you feel anxiety. Yes, I, I've struggled with anxiety for a couple of years now and I feel like I've definitely finally got under control, but um, I would not be like where I am without like the people that I've mentioned, like Amy, Phil, Emma, Acacia, like the people who have, that work for me for no cost. Like the people that just want my career to blossom. Raina is another one who like expect no Maggie. money from me. Maggie, like they're just helping me to help me. And like, those are the people that are carving my path. And those are the people that when I'm down, they're going to encourage me. They're going to help me. They're going to mentor you, mentor me. So it's definitely like the people you surround yourself with in this town. You have to have your champions. I also have a give, give a shout out to my producer um, because he's been with me since the start. That? His name's Derek George. Oh, he's like famous, right? He, yeah. Like a musician. He, he has had a couple number ones as um, my producer and a songwriter. And okay. he, I sign, I'm signed underneath him um, since 2018. So he's been producing and co-writing all my stuff since 2018. Has he helped you find your sound? Yes. So awesome. I have to give a huge shout out to Derek. Derek's helped me find my sound so much. He's written like all of my favorite songs with me and was the one who like wrote with me one time and was like, I want, you like this is we're gonna work together and it's all that soul it's souls it's the mm-hmm. soul spark like you're seeing people with the same soul spark and so then, if if my music sounds good it's because of Derek julian i mean Derek george and julian king julian king is the engineer so they're the ones who helped create this sound that i have now and all this is also so um Every producer, every engineer, every songwriter, every person brings such a different perspective because everyone has such a different life experience and mm-hmm. they all we all see life so differently and we all hear it and feel it and create so differently. So literally finding people that you collaborate with and it feels just like, oh. Like, it takes a long time. That's how I feel with Allie and I tell her this all the time and I like freak her out because I'm like, I have never felt this way in like a... Mm-hmm whatever this brand collaboration that I'm trying to build is like, I've never felt true alignment with someone. And like when you, that's helping you, like she's bringing her skills to me that helps me progress my brand the way I want it to, that I couldn't even see. Like you're saying all these people on your team. And I think that's a thing that takes so long in this town. And that's why they call it a 10 year town. And that's why they call Mm -hmm. it. Um, That's why you just have to be so patient because I mean, I've only, it'll be seven years uh, in August that I've been in Nashville and I went through, 
photographers, videographers, producers, co-writers. Putting it out there the way you wanted it. You knew what you wanted, but you knew you needed someone else to do it for you. But like, because you couldn't take the pictures of yourself. I mean, you could, but yeah. like, you were just waiting for that connection. And and finding those people that really get you and really believe in you and get your sound. Like the first time Derek ever sent me a demo back, I was like, that's how my voice is supposed to sound. That's how my song is supposed yes, to sound. Yes, and you just know it. You can't describe it. Yeah. It's a feeling that goes all through you. Obviously, you can hear it, but like you particularly resonated. Your higher self was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to be. Like with Emma and Acacia, I was like, these are the types of photos I want. This is the imaging and the branding I want. Like with Raina, it was like, she gets my style. You know, mm. with Amy, she believes in me as a person. She'll support me 100%. So it's a team. It it's takes a team. Year. It took me like five years in Nashville to find those people yes. who I trust with my brand. I trust yes. with my whole career. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I feel you because mm -hmm. I feel that way with you, Allie. Yeah. And then I feel that way with my stylist, Kirby, Ryan. Because like she was the same with me like when she came into my life after I was being an artist being pursuing entertainment for so long then podcasting then COVID hit then I had a baby then I gained like 30 pounds and then like I didn't know who I was anymore I completely lost myself she brought me back to life mm -hmm. with style and I trust her with my life with yeah. that and same with you like every time Allie sends me a reel she's like give me any suggestions I'm like never never one not ever a suggestion like never have any suggestions because it is like you it's the match mm-hmm <sighs> yeah. Okay, so how do you know when you have a match, a soul match? What does it feel like? Well, I think that the the best part about those people and all those people I've mentioned is that like they feel like my my family. You can be your total self. Total self. Like I could sit around with Derek and Julian and like just be myself and same with Emma and Acacia and Amy and Raina like just drinking wine like we all like watch TV together you know and we just hang out and like I could call them at any time we text all the time so like having those people that feel like they're just like your sister or your brother and feeling like they don't only get you as an artist but they know who you are like as a person and like they're never going to judge you they're always going to stand by you they and want so, your best they want the best for you mm -hmm. they genuinely want the best for you mm -hmm. what do they want out of it? It was a great question. Maybe some money later on. <laughs> but they obviously are creatives that are locking into mm -hmm. a, their talent. So like Rain is a stylist. She doesn't want to be singing and on a platform like that, but she wants her clothes to shine. Like she wants to create so she can collaborate with you. And mm -hmm. then she also is getting to express her talent yeah, through you. She's getting to express that. And I also help Raina with a lot. And it's a kind of thing where like, you know, it's a give and take like with Amy, I'm her nanny. So I literally have been watching her kids for four years and she helps manage my career and she helps do all of the day to day stuff. And then in, in the meantime, I'm taking care of her kids. I'm doing her laundry. Mm. I'm doing all that kind of stuff for her and then with Raina I actually helped her organize her studio last week I'm helping organize her closet and helping her with her TikTok and you know then she's styling me and like with Acacia you know she's she's like my best friend Emma and Acacia are just so close to me and they'll do anything to see me succeed just because they're my and what friends are they, who are they again in your life photographer videographer okay. and with Derek I mean Derek he believes in the big picture. They believe in the bigger picture that, and you know, they're they're going to be getting the money. They have the percentage. You know, they believe that this is going to take off this music. Mm -hmm. So they've invested their time and money into it because they know yes. that it's going to go far. A new season of Bridgerton is here, and with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. 
I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How important are win-win relationships? Because I do think that is the key to true success. Like if you, because if you have these people on your team who genuinely feel like they are also thriving and shining and fulfilling their heart, then it's not just like you're the boss or the face. It's like everybody is getting seen for where they shine and they're getting to folk. They're getting to express that. Yes, you are the face of it, but it's like you said, this whole collaboration. And I feel like you acknowledging that all these people make you the full creative vision that you want to be. It's, but it's a win-win because they are happy to do it because they're expressing their creativity too. And they're also winning. I think that the win-win has to be there. Yeah. If you don't have a win-win, then people will grow resentment. And so how do you check in with your team? How do you make sure everybody's happy and on the same page? And like, there's no like, screw her today. Like, I don't want to work with her. (laughs) I think they would ever say that. I think (laughs) that there is a a lot of check-ins that happen and with, Emma and Acacia, you know, I always make sure to take care of them, you know, even if they're like, don't pay me, don't pay me. Like, you know, I'll always give them some love. And with Amy, like, you know, checking, I mean, she, I mean, it's mostly her checking in on me, I will say, but, um, and then with Derek and Julian, we have check-ins every, you know, month, every two months, like, how are things doing? What can we do to better this? Like, yeah, what are you the know, questions you talk about? I feel like it's just like, what can we do to make this go even further? Or is everything good on your end? Like, do we need to fix anything with you guys? Or are you guys 
um, you know, cause Derek and Julian work on a lot of other stuff. So making sure it's not like clogging up, like what they need to do, making sure the time commitment is the right match for the project. Like mm-hmm. that everyone's on the same page with like, okay, I'm not exerting too much energy and feeling drained here. I'm exerting just the right amount that I feel all the love for this project mm-hmm. with you. But I feel like this year has been so big for me that everyone's starting to see that it's paying off, that it's paying off. And which is like the coolest part for me is that, um, I have my first single on country radio with Let's Priscilla, Priscilla block called my bar. Called She's my bar. Also a TikTok star. Yes. And actually I got the, uh, notification yesterday. We're number 47 on the radio charts already. We climbed three spots this week. Yeah. And she's just blown up. But you knew her before she was a TikTok star. Mm-hmm. Did you from the same? Uh, we actually um, met like maybe in 2016. Okay. I remember meeting at 12th and Porter and just connecting as like friends and writers. And So she pursuing country music way before she took off on TikTok? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's been pursuing country music for a long time. Like, same as, as you. As me. Yeah. And she was just playing around town, playing bars, playing broadway and writing songs and we wrote a bunch of songs together like um maybe like 2016 2017 2018 like we would write songs together and then in 2019 we wrote my bar mm. with stone eiley our friend stone that's a great name the three of us in her living room in east nashville and we just wrote it one day i mean none of us had deals she there was no tiktok just writing as three friends wrote my bar and then at start of quarantine she starts going pretty viral on tiktok how did she go viral she just started posting videos of her singing and like showing her personality i think she has such an infectious personality Mm -hmm. that people just like grabbed onto her immediately that's it it's showing the personality Mm -hmm. her personality is so infectious and that's why she is so good at what she does and that's why she blew up on tiktok people love her she's so real she's real about her weight she's real about like everything she's experiencing her heartbreak her heart and like everything and people just latched onto Priscilla and we're like I love you I like I feel like you're my best friend and then and I feel like you're embracing yourself exactly where you are and loving everything about yourself and mm-hmm. your talents and you don't let it like we all have insecurities and like you said she's honest about everything she doesn't let any of that hold her back no. she's just like this is me and I'm just being honest. like I saw her I trailed from you to her because mm-hmm. y'all link a lot but on TikTok mm-hmm. she was talking about how she got nominated I guess it was for like something an ACM or mm-hmm. some award she's like not only am I getting invited I got nominated and I'm hosting she's like and I just I've never been to any of those awards forever so I'm just telling you a fair warning I'm gonna freak out yeah <laughs> because she's like a true fan yeah and I was like how uh, how infectious is that yeah that she's just letting you know she's so real I'm not she's not trying to act like she's already knows how to do this uh-uh. and be that she's like I'm freaking out <laughs> She's so real and that's why people like latch onto her and I remember her calling me like in like July of 2020 and she's like I just signed with management and I think like I I might be signing a record deal and like all this stuff and she was like I was like wow like this is awesome like I'm so happy for you and then she puts out just about over you and it starts blowing up it's like number one on the iTunes charts it goes to country radio like August of 2020 she signs a record deal with Universal and I'm just like watching her like whoa girl what is happening and then we wrote in october 2020 she's like i'm writing for my record i want to write with you and stone because you guys wrote with me from the start and i want to write some more with you guys and i'm sitting there and i'm like hey is my bar gonna be on the album like i'm just like fingers crossed like hoping for like an album cut and she's like it's actually gonna be my next single at country radio and when i tell you my jaw dropped to the floor i was like you're lying 
Like I, I did not believe her. And fast forward like a year and a half, you know, just about over you did its thing on radio and my bar, she posted on TikTok. Like I'm sitting on the airplane coming back to Nashville from Christmas. My mom goes, check Priscilla's TikTok right now. Check it right now. I love your mom. And, I, and I, and I open it and she's post the first tease of my bar and it goes to have like 1.5 million views of her just like singing the the verse and chorus of my bar and that's when i knew like okay this might be like really big for us and then it came out january 14th and went to country radio officially january 31st and it's my first single at country radio how's that feel to have dreams come true i i I don't does it feel like you thought it feel to have dreams come true or does it feel different uh i don't know it's yes and no because it's a lot more stressful than I thought. It's not like, just like magical. <laughs> it's There's not a whole just lot like of magical pressure. It's like I'm flying to South by Southwest at like 4:45 in the morning, and I got to do all this content. I got to answer all these emails, and I'm coming back, and I'm you know I'm running to do this, and I'm keeping up with Priscilla, and I got pressed for the show, and it's like, and then you're putting out a single, or you have a single. I'm, I'm putting out a single, which is so good, and pr- I'm filming live videos. I'm doing these performances. I got a full band show tomorrow, so it's like, are it's, you putting out a single by yourself? Uh, yeah, it's called Tequila for Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, and it's like it's it's. So how do you so, put out a single by yourself? What do you do to launch a single on your own? Well, my producers, you know, we do it all together. So I wrote it with Derek George and a guy named Monty Criswell, and so we just literally submit it to TuneCore to come out, and we go fingers crossed, hope for the best. Hope and then you like push it. it on TikTok and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So TikTok is powerful though. It can like climb. It can get things climbing. It, it, take me home. Um, I posted. A I love take of, me home. Take me great home message on. Uh, TikTok July of 2021, right before it came out, I put, oh, it was like the day before it came out, I posted like a snippet of it and it got like 400,000 views. And then like all these girls started making videos with the sound. There's like 700 videos of, wow. of girls just like singing Take Me Home. Because it's such a great message. Yeah. And so that's the power of TikTok and um, having that. So, you know, and then Tequila for Two, we we did a live performance video for it. So this year has been like a huge, like it's like 2022 started and like slapped me in the face and was like, this is your year. Mm. We're going to, your dreams are finally going to start. Like you're finally going to see like some of the rewards and it's harvest some of the plowing yes it's 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 planting the seeds it's been so incredible so great it's also so overwhelming and you want to make sure you stop and like enjoy the journey at the same time you're in a harvest season yeah i'm in harvest season (laughs) yes there's the plowing where you just like get that tool and you plow it and then my friend laney crowner she runs a bible study called life in the wheat field everyone check it out and she talks about the harvest season and the wheat how you have to like plow the ground and that's all that hard work. And then the rain has to come in all the weather. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to grow. And then you can get knocked out by like a locust infest or something. You have to start over again and like yeah. plow it again. And then you have to wait for the weather and then it grows. And then all of a sudden you're in the harvest season. But yeah. it's like that is all those phases that you have to go through. So when you're in the sowing season, it feels like shit sometimes. But really, you have to go through that part to get to the harvest. So here yeah. you are. All of your hard work. is. I love that analogy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I do feel like it's finally like. It's your season. Season to harvest your hard work. It was like the Priscilla song came out. um, Then the when did that Joe Jonas show come? So the Priscilla song came out January fourteenth, and then um, I was in casting for the show since like November. So I was kind of they found you. They found me. I was kind of in and out of casting like for a few months, like deciding if I was like really going to do the show or not. Then the Priscilla song came out January fourteenth, and I went to Country Radio January thirty first, and I flew to LA I think February first to film the show. What was the show like filming? 
It was really fun. What is the concept of it? How did you do it? What was your day to day? It's funny because I didn't even know till I got there. I was okay, like, so, what? so like, what are we doing? I just got here. Like, what's the show about? Yeah, what it happened? Um, it's uh, so it's called Becoming a Pop Star. And I, I wanted to go on the show. And the reason that I did do the show is because it's all about original music. Mm. It's all about writing songs. And it's about originality. And that's why they pick these eight contestants who are songwriters and artists um, and who are very creative because we literally wrote songs by ourselves for each episode. So you're really showing everything that mm-hmm. you are. Like Recorded you're putting it them. all out there. They paired us with a producer, like a big, big producer. You wrote a song by yourself. Yeah, I wrote the first episode song by myself. And then, um, well, the first episode's a little different because we actually did it um, in Nashville or I did mine in Nashville. Everyone did it in their hometown. And then we submitted, we made music videos on our iPhones to our song. So this is all about the power of TikTok. Like, like mm-hmm. they, yeah, you're doing it all yeah. It's coming from you. So Emma created the video on my iPhone 13. Everyone had to use an iPhone 13 Pro for the first music video. And create your own content. And create your own music video one wow. minute. And that's where Phil Vassar's car came in. Like everyone kind of just came in to help. At they want to see the full picture of this artist. Yeah. And so the, the challenge for episode one was Rep Your City. So my song's called Dear Nashville. I wrote it just sitting on my couch. And uh, Derek helped me record the version of it, a little acoustic version. Emma created the music video on her iPhones. All my friends came and they were extras. And then I said, Admitted it and they called me and they're like you're coming to LA you're in the top eight you're on the show so Dear Nashville is episode one and so then, is the first episode finding the top eight no the first episode is the top eight being there and all of our music videos that the judges are judging are the ones we did on our iPhones and so but that's what they're talking about the first episode mm-hmm. like your video and like why they're picking you and then you get yeah, in there and my iPhone video wow. okay and then the second episode was, you know, actually, I can't really give any of this away, but where <laughs> this is going to air after your show comes out. Oh, okay. Great. When is your show coming out? Uh, April 24th. I mean, sorry, March 24th. Oh yeah. 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 You will. Your first episode will for sure have been aired by this. Okay. Time. So, but basically we write songs. Where um, is it airing? MTV. You're going to be on MTV? Yeah. Oh my God. I know it's so, so cool. it's, no I have like so many MTV shirts like I just I, bought one I went to Target about, I just like, bought that MTV one at Target which one the one that says like MTV with, with the, the flowers fl- yes, I bought that too oh I just God. bought it I bought that I took you gotta it. wear it I've on been your... wearing it I cropped it oh well I want the full shirt I don't want the crop and shirt. I got the sweat it was like a sweatshirt like green sweatshirt MTV has like cheetah and then I got Amy bought me an MTV shirt and she bought the kids MTV shirts the day that the Target show rocked. came out, out and we took like a picture of me and the kids I needed we're all wearing our MTV shirts okay. so i'm really excited about being on mtv it's like oh a big yeah dream for me you're like but and also i want to go back to like you said it's easy to compare yourself to others and say why am i not there there are so many people comparing themselves to you saying i wish i could be where you are mm-hmm. like you are having so many incredible opportunities but it's just you've continued to stay the course and follow your mm-hmm. dreams and, and take risk and jump yeah okay so first episode they find you second episode we talk about well, that first one? episode it's all coming they, out at once they kind of found me they kind of found us before the show aired and then the first episode is kind of like um the rep your city and like introducing the artists Mm. and like showing you who the eight artists are on the show telling our story showing how we got to la and then showing our rep your city videos and then two people will go home at the end of the first episode based on their iphone videos okay and then second episode like third episode like they're all like original songs we write on the show Mm. and then they pair you with the producer like a really big producer in la and then you make a music video so i made like a hundred thousand dollar music video for this tv show like like they pair you with it the whole concept of it is to show you how you can write a song record it and produce it and then make a music video 
That's that's the, okay. So the concept. Say that again. What is the concept? What's the show called? It's called Becoming a Pop Star. And Joe Jonas is a judge. And who else? Becky G. Who is that? She's a huge pop Latin artist. Okay. Global. And then Sean, and I just don't know anyone right now. Not that I should. Well, I'm sure I should know Becky G. But Becky I'm out of G. The she's she's um Spanish. She has a huge global following. Okay. Um and then Sean Bankhead is the third judge. He's a really famous choreographer. Okay. Um and that's where like the dancing, oh it all comes in. Okay. What so dancing. what is Becky G's uh. Uh, Becky G's like it? global sensation like she sings in Spanish and English. But does she give English. you like what is her mentorship of the show? Um, she definitely like full picture artist full picture artist like she's like the whole thing now Sean is a choreographer so he, he doesn't teaches sing. you how to like create dance this, and do move your body and move your video. body in music videos um, he is like definitely like he he's like choreographed like all the little Nas X okay. music videos oh like, I love all that stuff like he's so like cool. done like Super Bowl stuff yeah. like he's like like one of the biggest choreographers like in the country like and he's a really great guy and then obviously Joe is like you know a huge phenomenon like pop artist so like uh, the two artists are really they just understand what it takes to be a full artist and they just help you from their experience they give you mentorship based yeah on they basically chose eight artists who haven't had their break yet who are talented and have all the drive and the talent but haven't had their break which is why it's called becoming a pop star because you learn so much on the show you learn to grow out of your comfort zone write songs with other contestants on the show make these music videos that you've never been able to make before mm. like have these fully producers like inspired by you yeah and, and the songs you work wrote. with these producers who you might not, not have been able to work with before and really it got me really out of my comfort zone i mean there's the the music video i'm like doing like choreo and stuff mm. in it, which i would have never done here so yeah. uh, what do you hope will come from this show um i hope just getting people um to be my fan i i want to get more listeners and i just want the I want the exposure to get people to listen to my music. I just want people to know who I am that'll take them to my music and will follow me and listen to my music. That's really just what I want. I feel like I haven't had that platform yet to have that many people discover me. Like this isn't an opportunity for like millions of people to discover me. Okay, so this goes back to my one of my questions at the beginning and then we'll wrap up because I'm sure you have a million things to do. And I love talking yeah, to you. Yeah, so I do. Much. It's called I have to pee. <laughs> Oh, hey, we got to do that. And you got to sing smoke and then y'all got to go. Okay. Because I'm sure you got to go. But okay. So it goes back to, like I said, you said you can never be on American Idol because you don't have some big sob story. Uh-huh. But you are on a pop star show, mm-hmm. but you don't have a big sob story. But it's like you said, and now you said your goal is you want everyone to know who you are and to listen to your music. What do you want people to know about you when they find you? What is the message of who you are that you want people to know? And what do you want people to take from your music about who you are? Like, what do you want people to gather from your music that will, what's the message you want people to get from your music and from who you are that will like, that they will want to lock in and follow because it reminds them of themselves or like helps them become a, you know, like we use artists and music to help us express versions of ourselves when we don't know how. So what are you wanting to share with people? I, I think the biggest thing that I talked about on the show and my story essentially on the show is like, the fact that I am 28 years old and this has been 14 years of work to come on this MTV show 
and write song and show how I can write songs, how I am a songwriter, I am an artist, I am the whole package. I have what it takes to do this. Also, being a female in country music has been so incredibly hard and I never did anything that was out of my comfort zone like as far as like music wise I always wrote what I wanted to write I always wrote the songs that felt like they were coming from my soul and my heart and like they came from personal experience from heartbreak from life from whatever I went through in Nashville like those were the songs that I wrote and I wanted them to sound like me as an artist I wanted them to sound country I wanted them to sound raw and real and I just never stopped being myself and that's what got me on the show was just being myself if you were going to describe yourself how would you describe yourself um very goofy um really outgoing really bubbly i could i i could walk into any room and talk to like every single person and that was that was my favorite part about the show is that like i've never had a a place where i could just be like so big because i'm just a big person Mm. and i loved like being on a tv show where i could just like really express my personality and they wanted me to express it the full spectrum yeah they wanted me to like talk big and and sing on command and walk into a set and be excited and i was like wow i can like be like my big confident self and live it out and you had a place to live it out a place to live it out on a day-to-day second by second favorite thing and they had minute by minute basis they had me walk it's funny uh, I had, they had me walk in a set first. I was the first contestant to enter the set on episode one. And they were like, Lexi, it's because you're the most confident person here. Wow. When they went around and gave every artist pep talk, they were like giving every artist pep talk. And they turned to me, they're like, you don't need one. You're fine. <laughs> where, but, okay. And I'm going to wrap up. But where is that confidence from? Is it from? I don't know. I think it's because you've known who you were at such a young age. Like you don't need validation. Like you want experiences that are soul fulfilling but you're not looking for someone or something to validate you as worthwhile like you Mm -hmm. already know that you are yeah i know that i'm like you're just doing to say this i know my friends are gonna listen to this and be like lexi oh my god but i i know i'm a beautiful talented person and how amazing very confident in that yeah and like my friends are always like oh lexi's so cocky i'm like i mean it's just i i love myself and i I believe in myself and that's so important to get to a place where you believe in yourself because how are other people going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself and I just brought that to MTV and I bring that to my music and I bring that to my TikTok and I'm like I know who I am and I'm so confident in myself and that's just how I am and I've really grown into it a lot I love 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 because I don't feel like you're cocky I feel like you're very confident like I don't feel like you're saying all this because you want others to look at you and feel bad about themselves like I don't get that Mm -hmm. vibe from you like I don't feel like you're trying to create jealousy with other people you are just like I am I know who I am and I'm confident in it and I'm just going to own it and claim it because why would I not when I know this is me like I'm not going to downplay what I know is my worth and I feel like women in general need that like that's how we need to be it's like why wouldn't you claim that yeah you don't have to claim less than that we all can claim that but we have so many of us have so many things and past traumas and past experiences that we can't claim it yet because we don't believe it about ourselves but Mm -hmm. the goal is to believe it that's what we're all aiming for so it's such an inspiration that you do claim that and you claim it in a really helpful way yeah and And it's taken a long time it hasn't always been this way definitely struggled with like a lot of anxiety and stuff throughout the years but you just come to a point where you've gone through the industry for so long and i've been around so many people and worked so hard for so long and i've really found my style and my sound and you know the type of hair i love on myself the most and you know started seeing an esthetician and you know you you just learn to 
love yourself through trial and error. And you have <laughs> learned how you, yeah, how you want to be, how you want to portray yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know and what you, makes you when feel you get right. there. It's so sweet. And then it it, it clicks. And then you're like, yes, um, I'm here. So I feel like 2022, I finally reached my moment Mm. of um, I know who I am. I know what I want. I'm finally seeing the harvest. And it's been crazy. And it's only like March. High five. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy to know you. And I am going to ask you to babysit if you're not overwhelmed by my question askings. No, I already already wanted to meet your kid. She's coming up and we're gonna have to do a little smoke singing and Sunny will I'm sure dance because she loves it. I'm so excited. Um, Okay, I always wrap up with I'm so inspired by you. I get emails all the time to like interview people and I have so many incredible people on this podcast and I haven't interviewed a lot of like TikTok people because I don't know about it really. And like TikTok people. (laughs) But like, when you came across me, I don't even know how, who emailed me. Did you email me? Okay. <laughs> okay. And I read all your stuff. I was like, okay, I am super curious about you and fascinated. And then Allie already knew who you were from like uh, the song Suffragettes. And she's like, and we got to talk about you. And like, you are very genuine. And I just, I have loved this interview. Thank so much. you. And don't worry. I know who you are. And I was fangirling when I got this interview. Oh, great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell Bobby all about it, too. I was I like, I, I've been following you for a long time, too. And Have you noticed a change in my content? I've noticed a change in your hair. Your hair looks darker. Yes. Cut it. Change it. And the content is Allie, though. Like, all yeah. my... Have you have you felt a shift with it? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Thanks. And I and I was really excited. Like, that was the first interview uh, podcast request I saw on the top. And I was like, yes! Uh, why I was excited. Just tell me why you're excited. Because not I'm not trying to feed my ego, but, like, what makes people drawn to my podcast? Like, why I, did you want well, to? Well, I have followed you for a long time. Like, because... And I know that you were in a trio with Jennifer Wayne. And mm-hmm. I know that, you know... Also, I know you from your husband mm-hmm. and the Thousand Horses, and I've seen you, you know, work on the Opry and on the Circle Network, and I've just seen your face, and I feel like you've just accomplished so much, and it's just inspiring to see that, like a strong female doing so much. So I was really excited to do this. I appreciate that, yeah. and I feel like, like you, I, I have always, you are so much like I'm telling you your confidence is so incredible I feel like I've come into mine and I've had to like search for it all over the place but I always knew how to follow my passion Mm -hmm. and my curiosity and I could always sense when a door was opening that was right Mm -hmm. and I could always sense when a door was when it was not the right energy and I had enough even though like I didn't have full confidence in myself I had enough confidence in my inner guidance system to always trust it Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what you have done so well and it's so cool to see you coming into your harvest season because you are going to be such an incredible impact on this world when you do get your full platform because of all of the work that you've done. You're going to be such a great impact for women and young girls. You're going to be an influence that we need that is still pursuing being beautiful and talented and having style and pursuing all that. But you have substance of why you're doing it for uh-huh. a bigger purpose. And I thank you so much for saying all that. It's so sweet. And I feel that. And I'm appreciative of you and your platform. It also, like being 28 years old, like turning 29 this July, like... Like it that also next shows you decade gets age you. doesn't matter. But like, it also gives you wisdom. It, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm 28 years old. I'm not like 19 and breaking out from TikTok. I'm 28 years old. Like I'm a year and a half away from 30 and I'm breaking out on TikTok. Like I like am like feel like I'm older than a lot of the generation on TikTok. So I feel like I also want to say like, you know, it's okay to 
to be having my big break at almost 30. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's okay, guys. I, I say that I'm like 28. I'm like, but I am approaching 30. But also sometimes people who get big breaks younger, like it's not a blessing in the long run. It's a curse mm-hmm. too. Like so it's getting, the climb. It's the climb. Getting yeah. stuff too soon though, when you're not ready for it emotionally can really be a big downfall mm-hmm. in the... I'm glad it's happening when it's happening. You're prepared. You, mm-hmm. are, you are emotionally equipped to mm-hmm. handle it. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be swayed by all of the huge overcoming forces that will come your way with mm-hmm. recognition. Oh, I know. I, I'm ready. I, I got my blinders on. I know you got when your people armor. are... You're armored up with the right stuff. So yeah, I'm ready to go. Last question I always ask is leave your light and it's very open-ended. What do you want people to know? What do I want people to know about me? Um, I guess just keep following your passion have patience, don't give up too soon. And I mean, it took me a long, long time to get here. I would just say, if you want something, go after it and don't let anyone tell you no and discourage you. Just keep working. What if you don't have the confidence that you had at such a young age? What if you have this passion and dream, but you're not fully like confident or know how to take the next steps? What would you say? I would say figure out like what, makes you confident figure out like what makes you tick what makes you happy what makes you light up and that's going to make you the most confident so start taking note of situations where you feel confident yeah and then start pursuing more of those situations and in your if, life. if you don't feel confident something like work at it you know I if you don't feel confident but you want to feel confident yeah i mean i i used to not and this is getting but i used to not talk on stage at all in between songs i used to hate talking on stage i became a tour guide for two years and had a headset on my face and learned how to talk in front of people you you pushed yourself on purpose Mm -hmm. stop it yeah you're so enlightened you did (laughs) you went and got that job because you wanted to push yourself tour guide on a tour bus because you said this is something that i am completely nervous about and i I have massive anxiety and fear so i'm going to like beat this fear in a safe place Mm -hmm. it was a tour bus downtown yeah but no a safe place because you're telling other people's stories you're showing other stuff you don't have to necessarily pull it from Mm -hmm. your own self you can be the in between of this job, but it's giving you all the skill set. Oh my God. So you found out where you needed to grow and then you found a job to do it. And it was talking and now I don't shut up on stage because on the tour bus, I had a a headset glued to my face and I just, I was always, I had to talk the whole tour. So I just learned, I was just like started getting so comfortable talking and like filling in the gaps and making jokes and And people asking questions and then learning how to roll and then roll with it. I just got so much better in my stage banter and talking because you learned how to be natural. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying is like, it, you, if love you, you want something and you feel like you're not good at it or there's parts of it that's missing, like go work on it. Go figure out a way go to learn it. Go figure out a way to get better at it. And that's what I had to do for a long time. So. And then you get that skill under your belt. You get that tool. Uh, Jesse Alexander, she always says that, tool belt. She's like, where's a tool belt? She's like, that's another tool in my tool belt. Like mm-hmm. you get another tool in your tool belt. And it's not like that you aren't equipped from the beginning with everything you need, but like you have to have people teach you. You have to have experiences fill you up. You have to know what those, it, what you want to pursue and then go learn it and take that initiative to get that tool, mm-hmm. but figure out what that tool is that you even need to go get. Yeah. You got to like do a lot of discernment within yourself and be like, okay, I need this tool to get to my ultimate dream, which is this. Yeah. 
You're so awesome. Oh, thank you. Lexi, I'm such a fan <laughs> on so many levels. Oh of my you. gosh. I love everything about your journey and spirit. I'm so glad. That makes me so happy. I feel like I've just uh, worked a long time to like get people to just like notice me, like just knocking at people's doors. So but it's gonna hearing be, you say that makes my day. <laughs> but you're gonna be noticed for a different reason. I'm telling you, you're in a shift of people, and I love that you're on this show with all the same type of energy, like mm-hmm. all these other kind of contestants, it sounds. I love that you are in a mix of energy that is pursuing entertainment, but it's in a way that is so helpful and soulful to the human pursuing it like yourself and then the people receiving it because it's all from a genuine place that's bigger than just being famous. And I can't wait for people to see the show. I can't wait for people to hear the songs I wrote on the show. So it's it's really exciting. Okay, Where do we check you out? Um, Where are your main places you like to go? Instagram. And Are you talking just, about social yeah, media? Yeah, yeah, social right? media. Like not like a bar. Yeah, well, my <laughs> bar. Like, hey, catch, me at, catch me at Chain Roof tomorrow. Is that your bar? Um, you and Priscilla's bar. I, that yeah, I, I live. Yeah, on like near Demombry. I'm not okay. going to tell people. Where yeah, I yeah, live, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I go to Chain Roof a lot, but. Okay. At Lexi Hayden, L-E-X-I-E. Never forget the E on Lexi. Mm. Lexi Hayden. And then Lexi Hayden Music on TikTok, YouTube. I mean, you can literally just go on Google and type in Lexi Hayden and you'll find all that. That's what I tell people. And then um, MTV show comes out March 24th. You said the podcast is going to come out after that. So you can watch it on Paramount Plus after. Can you watch it all at once? Or is it like episode by episode? Episode by episode. It's like The Bachelor style. We have to wait each week. It'll come out the day after and it'll also be on the MTV website. So if you miss it live. Paramount. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Okay. And how many episodes? There's five. And it's called? Becoming a Pop Star. Okay. I cannot wait to see this. Lexi, Mm -hmm. you're amazing. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. And now we're going to go downstairs and talk to Michael and sing Smoke. Yay. And then we'll put a clip on that on our reels and stuff. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. This was a long interview. I couldn't get all my questions off fast enough. Yeah. I feel like how long was that? It's not that long. I usually do an hour, but I try to wrap it in an hour, but I definitely try to wrap it in an hour and 30 minutes, but like we're an hour 20 because you're so interesting. Okay. Okay, Lexi Hayden, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.